out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Hello. We're here as prescribed from yesterday. We said we'd be here, and here we are. So I'm going to send out a little notice, a little update. Here to chat, if you want to chat. There you go. So that went out to all the friends and people. Hang on. So, hey, hey, Joshua. Welcome to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast on a Tuesday evening. Um, I decided I was going to dip my toe into this Mar-a-Lago estate issue. I really don't know what to make of it. It's like one of those things that it's like, well, I think I'm just going to have a normal day. I'm going to scrub the bathtub or take out the trash or, you know, pay my bills and do normal stuff. And I turn around and, oh, did you know that Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate was raided by the FBI? I'm like, wow, that is, that is unprecedented. I mean... I've been alive a while. I don't remember the Nixon era, but a lot of really corrupt stuff was happening with Nixon. They they tossed him out for cause because he he was spying on the other team and he committed these illegal acts and he got caught and then he was impeached over it. I mean legitimately impeached, the American people were like, no, we're not having that. He abused the resources of the intelligence community uh, for his own political ends, and that's and he got caught doing it, and that's what happened. Now, what's going on is that it's transparent that this is what's going on, uh, and it's, it's clear, it's like, it's seemingly clear that the FBI is being used by the prevailing powers that are in office or the partisan powers that are in office to attack, openly attack. That's what it looks like. Whether or not this this is actually happening, you know, it's the burdens on the Democrats to really make this clear that if they're not entirely against civil liberties ongoing for most Americans, regardless of their race, color, creed, whatever, you know, if they want to run, continue to try to be in power and run this country at any time, they need to start dialing back the authoritarian element and come back around to legal civil liberties that we all essentially enjoy instead of superimposing this weirdo, like, global, fascist, you know, wave of crime that they call government um, because you know they're not prosecuting actual crime that has happens in their districts this would be you know federal offenses like murder rape you know grand theft auto assault you know anything that happens in that video game is okay you can you can be an intern style justice and get out the next day but if you spit on a public official well that's that's just you yeah you are going in and there will be no lawyer and you're gonna sit in the clink with no representation 
and that's it. And it's like, are we in America? This is weird. You know, because you can't, if you kind of box it with a public official or, or someone who's in the credit industry, suddenly you're in a really tight spot. Like, no one's going to advocate for you kind of thing. You're in, a, you're in a really tough place. It's like you were jailed abroad in the Middle East or something. And it shouldn't be that way. I'm pretty, I'm clear on that. I'm real, real clear on that. It shouldn't be that way in America because legally we have entitlement to these, these rights, you know, as citizens, etc. You know, people want to diminish citizenship and, you know, spit on it and use it like it's toilet paper and say the Constitution isn't real, but these are fantasies. They are real, they're legal documents, and, and the government is beholden to them. Now, they have lawyered out of it, they've weaseled somehow, like some unctuous little eel, legal eel has, has squirmed out of it if they get a consensus of some sort in these kind of left-ended blue states. Um, I thought this was America. Right, right. I know, it's all right. You can mock me a little bit. I thought this was America. I thought these things was not supposed to happen here. Um, and, it, and it's not. It's not. So forgive me for my my routine and, and uh, basic shock at the fact that an ex-president, regardless if it, it was Trump or not, an ex-president was just suddenly, it's like somebody went, oh, you know what? Let's just, let's just raid Mar-a-Lago. Let's just do it. You know, and they they didn't have the gump or the the cojones to go after Trump while he was there. He was not there. They waited till he was not there to raid. You know, and I, I I'm actually kind of glad that he wasn't there, but because it, it definitely would have been worse. It doesn't mean that Trump won't unlawyer, but I'll tell you what this will do, regardless. People who are in favor of civil liberties are suddenly going to jump into the defensive posture of Trump. You know, he's he's not a clean actor. He's got a political record now of deeds and misdeeds. But whatever you think of him, this is likely unfair. And it will likely propel him into running. If that's what you didn't want to happen... As all of these bloviating, you know, pearl-clutching, you know, ah, we can't have Trump, you know, he's he's like, you know, sunlight to the vampires. I, I, I don't know what Trump does to these people. It's not as bad for me as it is for them. But they think that he is some sort of anti-Christ, uh, politically. Whenever his name is uttered, he is the worst thing that's ever happened. He's like sulfuric acid on on a regular day. I, I don't know. He it, I have been listening to some of it, but it just all sounds the same after a while. So I, I want you to forgive me, but it all sounds the same, and it's all the same complaining, and it doesn't sound real. I mean... We got the point within the first six months of the Trump administration, what your beefs and were, 
but they weren't really policy oriented. They were just merely political effusion, like like smoke. That it didn't have any real meaning. They didn't do anything with it other than use the political status of this person to commit violent acts, do these things. And, and you know, they didn't actually move laws or try to work on policy because that's not what they do anymore. They don't work on policy. They don't work on issues. To discuss actual issues isn't something that the Democratic Party does anymore. In fact, if you question what their top-down diatribe is, then you're a bad person. So there's, there is no longer discussions of policy with Joe Plebeian over here. It's just, here, this is the way it shall be. And, and we're right. Understand, we're right. You're doing it wrong because you're not us. We're right. That's that's the end of the day. And that's it. And it just seems like it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm going to take Jonathan's call. Hey, Jonathan. You can unmute your mic. I think he wants to talk. Here you go. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? Thanks for coming in. I'm well. How are you? Good, good. I just was reminded of um, Bolgerard's rant about Disneyland. Who, who's Bolgerard? Well, yeah, I can't pronounce his name either. Some French guy. He wrote a couple books. But anyway, the story goes like this. He walks out of Disneyland, and he's in Los Angeles. In a place like Los Angeles, especially Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He sees that he's kind of still in Disneyland. Because say you're in Hollywood and you go to a restaurant and there's an actor there. Not because they like the food, but they kind of want to be seen there. They're, they're still acting. Just every bit as much as the paid actors inside Disneyland are acting. He sees everybody's Can you acting. turn up your mic just a tad? I just I just want to hear you better. I can try. Is that or, better? Or speak closer or something. I'll try. I should get a little bit closer, I guess. Anyway, where was I? Um... He's still in there, and so there's a, the line between the two proves to like sort of confuse the fact that you never really leave it. It's a mask with another mask underneath. Like oh, a, yeah. Yeah, so there's, you're saying, oh, this, this sounds like a distraction. It sounds like nothing. It's because it is nothing. He makes the same point about prisons, too. Oh, okay. You drive right by them. They have, we, still, we have Stalin-esque levels of incarceration right now. We just yeah, pretend like... Yeah, I totally believe that. But it not only does the fence not disturb people, it kind of makes them feel safe because that's in there and I'm out here. And the fence itself, he would say, serves to obfuscate or confuse the fact that the state is itself carceral. You're, you are in there. You get your labor power being extracted. You get your consumer power being extracted. Mm. All of your time and your money and your future being sort of siphoned off. And so you, in your YouTube ad ends in that ending obfuscates the fact that the content is itself propaganda. He would have loved the Super Bowl, what it's become, because it's the most even more obvious. All that money goes into those commercials. Mm. Why? Because when they end, you don't get that you're still watching a commercial. Not just for beer or army recruitment, but for an identity that's not your class identity. Well, I mean, class identity doesn't matter as much to me. Like, I don't feel it like other people feel it. Um, I've been all classes, if you if you really want to talk about it. You know, so I don't have any special attachment 
to class. And it, that's a really weird thing to say, and I'll, I'm sure that, that, that people don't typically say that to you, Jonathan, that I've been all classes. Um, I don't even really so, know what that means, but I think I Well, when I, you know, typically classes are basically economic strata. I have sure. been all, all I have been all classes. So right. everyone Labor, that every economic, that. you know, foray that you can think of, I, I've experienced them. I've experienced them. So I believe um, that. But <laughs> there's like the, the money comes from different places than you would know. Like mm. if you're being paid by the hour, you're in a completely different world than people who are collecting rents. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. I resent none of them. None of them. I resent none of them because I don't each of resent them... the individual actors, but they can be taking part in a system that is can't it can't not widen the wealth gap. It just can't not do that. Hmm. You know, I and I don't know that I'm. I, you know, I I I feel like I'm getting away from this this headline, which is oh, yeah, the Mar-a-Lago estate. What well, the FBI raided the Mar-a-Lago estate. And that's confusing for me. Like a, yeah, well, okay, so, right, so the show, the, the same sort of propaganda and sort of identity-driven way of looking at things will explain away the press surrounding this thing that they wouldn't have bothered to do if it weren't for the press covering it. The press story is the point. It doesn't matter what side you take, whether he's guilty or innocent. It's what you're thinking about. It's what we are talking about right now. That's the point. That's when it's like an so issue with the mask. Who, who mask. wins in this? Uh, I'm just trying to, you know, get at the, you know, I'm always wondering who, Qui Bono, like, who's the beneficiary of, you know, it's obviously not Trump. No, no, Trump, no, Trump whoever. may or, you know, he might have been actually fence sitting on whether or not to run. He's he's aging, you know, he's been through a lot with the, the presidency. He he'd be a better kingmaker at this point than he would be an actual um, candidate. It's looking like Ron DeSantis is a is a is a much better uh, Republican bet. But I'm not attached to the Republican outfit. Like, I if if good things happen to them, that's okay, and I, it worked out better for me when the Republicans were in charge a little over a year ago. It, it did. It worked out better for me. The only thing that Trump did that I think that I would find fault with is he undergoverned the state. He undergoverned the the bureaucracy and the permanent state uh, running the NIH. He didn't stand up enough for the American people. And I understand that everybody has frailties. Um, But, you know, I I don't blame Trump for death. Due to COVID, I would if if anybody should blame COVID death on COVID, it, they should blame they should probably blame China and Fauci because they were the ones who greenlit the orchestration of the virus. For everything that I know about the virus today, is because there was expose news on it being a manufactured, unnatural pathogen that was released by accident oops in Wuhan and then I got it a few months later in is that what Kirkland doc- what documents that he snuck out were supposed to contain is this stuff well I mean if it's China's fault you know it's not like the world like jumped up and said oh 
It's China because China's done several of these apparently. And I don't know why they keep forgiving China for for bio weaponry. Or oops. Plague. You know, like I don't know why they keep doing it. So I'll have to figure that one out later. Some of this is eugenics, some of it, but I don't know who it is that's driving the eugenics bus. Whoever they are, they gotta why, go bye bye. But I think I do know who's driving the bus. Of okay, just just on. say it. Just say it. Plain. Well, anybody who's you're like Trump failed us, and like so has every president since uh, FDR or Eisenhower. Since well, it's somebody... pretty. That's pretty specific, though. If we're if we're talking about Trump. And, you know, why he probably lost the election was due to COVID, you know. Right, but that wasn't that, that's the point. Current. The point was that who benefits from uh, basically the policy that we've lived under since Nixon, and that's who stands to benefit from keeping Trump as this sort of pseudo-viable political entity that has a fan base that they can very easily steer and control. Well, I mean, could you steer it, Jonathan? Could you steer his fan base? Steve Bannon can steer his fan base just fine. Okay, I mean, but is Steve Bannon somebody that is... uh... When I think about Steve Bannon, and I'm just going to tell you that, you know, I'm not Steve Bannon, you're not Steve Bannon. Who is Steve Bannon? Steve Bannon is a guy who's ex-Navy, and he's an ex-intelligence officer. So I think he's pretty skilled... And uh, he's twisting, skilled. yeah, he's he's pretty skilled in propaganda, and um, you might be right about the next war being in the South China Sea, though. Like we'll all have to say, Steve Bannon was right. <laughs> well, I mean, whether or not he's right, I think that the China, the China, China is an aggressor, and that things are are being deliberately escalated. They're escalating it. I don't know why they would need a war with the United States. There's a lot of people who are who are saying that our our uh, our forces for that particular conflict are are underwhelming. They they may be well warranted. I don't think I think there's already a sort of war already happening, but we're in denial about it. We are yeah, certainly all the countries in denial about it. In Ukraine, it is World War Three already. Okay, just, so it's it's just quite cold, and nobody's nobody's saying it over the lip. Like maybe, but I'm gonna I'll, say I'll that there is already a, a well. It's it's kind of kind of low. Okay, so there's cold wars, there's hot wars. Is there anything hot. in the middle? There, there's a good uh, documentary on YouTube on the channel that's called Kings and Generals, and they treat it like they would any Celtic battle or any. Mongol battle there, just like the play-by-play of which divisions evolved, which armored division stopped who at this town in Donbass, and it's like every single thing is in there. And it's not cold. Like, there's a lot of people shooting guns made in every NATO country at Russians and killing them in probably every border province. Hmm. Particularly Mariupol in the south, where a factory was besieged, an old, like, steel works... Other countries have much more narrow economies than we do. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about that. Yeah, it will. Like I said, the channel's called Kings and Generals. and uh, I mean, if you have a source, it'd be stuff. really great to, to kind of... I'm, I'm really open to, like, different information. I mean, it doesn't ha- I don't have to agree with everything. I don't make people agree with me. But I'm really glad that you're talking. 
And th that makes me, it, it actually makes me happy. It's challenging to speak to people who have different viewpoints than I do. I, it's, it's certainly, I'm not in any conclusive place on the Mar-a-Lago raid. You know, the FBI isn't really being accountable. Do they call you for accountability tips? Let me see. The, I like the irony Jonathan. of... Uh, sorry, I'm going to switch back to this app here. I like the irony of the people who are the thin blue line people now saying they want to dismantle the FBI. Because then yeah, that's weird to me too. I mean, like, why don't they just go back to regulatory like checks? They're in there. But, yeah, you know, they're for the state when it's on their side and then against the state when it's against them. Yeah, and that's they're failing they're failing the test, man. And and you called it. I really statist? believe what you just said and and they have consistently failed a lot of their talking heads have consistently failed that that test. So, the people who are actually in the middle, the moderates and the people who are civil libertarians are going to have to get some extra extra bonus, you know, chupacabra strength or something. They're going to have to get super boosted um, in the area where, because we're going to end up with Nazis on both sides. And we can't have, we can't have that. <laughs> you know, well, my Nazis are stronger than your Nazis. And it's like, no, 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 there shall be no Nazis here, you know, and then that's just it, you know. I don't want Nazis on both sides. I want no Nazis. I can't have that right now, but that's what I want. I desire no Nazis on either side and that we have a diversity of parties, uh, including, uh, you know, green, you know, libertarian. There's really four parties, but only two are noticed in, in the mainstream, what we know and understand as the mainstream media. So It's one party. They put their... Like I, I live in Iowa, and they subsidize corn here. Monoculture is terrible. Anyway, you put your, okay. your Iowa corn syrup in red cans, and you call it Coke. You put it in blue cans, and you call it Pepsi. And you act get people get people feel like they have a choice. But there's Bolgerard again. It's a simulation. It's an overlay to, to hide that the choice is not a choice. It's a mask with nothing underneath it. It's the same shit. Okay. And that's your. Uh, that, that's I guess that's 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 ties. that's worth that's worth saying. It really is worth saying. Yeah, um, the, the, there's the neoliberal party with one color tie, and the neoliberals and the other ones, and they all their monetary policy and their foreign policy. The consensus is total. Minor fiscal policy, which is not monetary policy, minor fiscal differences make them seem different enough, and a few cultural stories and identity stories make them seem different enough that people get caught up in what Freud called the narcissism hmm. minor differences. And they completely ignore Oh, yeah. That's an important distinction to make. Yeah, these people get really, really hung up on uh, that. That That's really an important distinction that you just articulated there. Um, because what they call things suddenly becomes a huge headline that takes up five minutes of programming. You know, what they call a thing. Um, like when the... Oh, what was it today? Conservatives are really, they take the bait, like, really easily. Like, this is how they manufacture a news item on, say, like, like Fox. If the PC police decide to change the, nah, that's what it was. The name of inmate to incarcerated persons 
you know, to me, it's a dis- it's a distinction without a difference. Like, I, it doesn't matter what. I mean, they're still prisoners. Is does anybody object to calling them prisoners? Because that's what they are. They're prisoners. Um. Uh, but you know, instead of calling them, it's like at this technicality that they're fighting over whether to call them inmates or incarcerated persons. They, they do group, uh, not means testing. What am I trying to say? Like when they get a bunch of people in a group to try a new product and they all give their feedback on it. Oh, focus groups. Fo- Fo- they do focus, focus groups for the the manufacturing of this kind of language. And focus groups reminds me of. That show Mad Men, but Don Draper was based on Edward Bernays, who's Sigmund oh Bernays, Freud's, yeah, Freud's nephew, right? But when uh, Don Draper in the show says something like, uh, "If you don't like what they're saying, change the conversation," or something like, "You're not selling a product; you're selling an aesthetic, a feeling." That's like all. That's all Edward Bernays. It was a person who basically weaponized. A lot of leftist philosophy against against it. They're like, oh yeah, you can create this whole identity by creating a language and giving people identities, and then you sell their identity back to them. Whatever hmm. flag you wrap yourself in, there's is created by capital to be sold to you. So identity politics is actually capital loves identity. It's more markets. You know, and identity has limitations. I've worked a lot on identity in the past. I'm not trying to say that I I am some sort of proprietor of, of identity. Uh, I use it. I have one. <laughs> um, but I I think that there are, and that's maybe what, what gives me the authority to say that there are limitations to identity. There, You get into a place where it's like, okay, identity has, is at the end of the road a, a label, right? It is a name... Yeah, yeah. And names have limitations, and then there is the essential essentialism of your humanity that is being overlooked. Certain things like rights, um, you know, and it's just really weird to cast Donald Trump as a victim. You know, it's it's really kind of weird to see him in a victimy place, you know, legally. Um, I don't want to see Trump. I don't want to see anybody victimized. Period. Okay, I just don't like it. It's not something. It's not a good way I want to spend my time. I, I tend to be very empathetic as a person, you know. And if if people say that that is your, that is your vulnerability, and like, fine, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dispense with my humanity. I'm not gonna lose my humanity over this. Uh, I I need vulnerability to stay alive and and viable as a human being with a conscience, and I I retain my conscience. I can be pricked to guilt, but there is certain limitations. I don't want to be manipulated, and um, and people there are limits. There are limits to identity, and even though Trump seems to be a brand. Um, he is still an, uh, an individual. He has a family. Uh, this is his home. And, and that's what people are, are looking at. They're like, okay, here's this modern king, if you will, and he has been invaded by the state for what reason? To humiliate him? You know, what is what is the course of, of this, this action going to it's cost the a, Democrats? You said yourself, it's not about him. He's not the one who gains, and if it hurting him, maybe it, it does hurt him. But that's not the point either. The point is to divide people. 
To divide people. Yeah. To divide people. Divide and conquer. This is ancient Caesarian wisdom. Divide et impera. <laughs> That's the so, I mean, do you, do you feel any more divided from, from say, me? Even if I, you know... I don't. I'm not necessarily the hardest judge of Trump. I'm not. But there are gonna people. People like you're gonna get the people who are identify their identity is wrapped mm-hmm. up in that they were a Trump voter, and they'll jump out to defend him against uh, the FBI with a blue thin blue line sewed into their jacket. So what would you do to to kind of like reason with those folks? Like if if they were present, let's pretend I'm the I'm thin blue line guy. Let's just let's just pretend. Let's get gestalt with it. You know, what would you tell that person? That I would ask them whether they're for the state or against it. Mm. The, but but they're not particularly uh, the people who I would spend my political capital and time trying to convince. Like I think there's a couple groups of swing voters, but those people who are most easily manipulated, that they're not the ones that they're trying to get to turn out to vote. They just want them to make noise into a camera. Real hmm. swing voters are basically, well, white women over 30. Okay. And then people like me who are like libertarian adjacent or ex libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> I but, love it. And, and that goes to all different types of races, too. Like, you can't take the Hispanic vote for general anymore. But nah. that's who you're talking about when you say that now. It's like it's, I don't know. Men about the same age, I guess, but but for different reasons. Because if I trigger warn a little bit of sexism, the first group it's the people who you're trying to scare when you say that there's going to be a caravan of drug dealing rapists come over the border, or you try to say that they're teaching their schools want your kids to be gay, or or it's it's Joe Biden's drilling comments fault that gas is going to go up. Like these are this is all fear mongering make people afraid mm. of of Joe Biden and that's if they believe target. it. Now I have watched I have watched a lot of this programming that you speak of. I've seen these things I've seen these things said and I'm not necessarily convinced. You know, just it because they what? utter things that see there is a type of person that believes that just because it is uttered into a bullhorn or into an amplifier like a television uh, channel that it is it is it is absolute truth because of the reach but i don't know that that's true like somebody went on television today and said uh took the position that it was not okay to install a nanny cam because you believe your wife was poisoning you and then the wife was was caught putting drano in the in the drink and then they had somebody up there actually arguing against the teddy cam surveillance use to divide people yeah and I, i'm like what is the again what's the purpose of this what is the meaning of this what is the meaning of this blar malarkey this this, this, this what, blarney what, what, what kind of told the culture industry is that there's a lot of time put into in, into guiding your quote unquote free time in the same way that it capital divides your time it directs your time at work and there's been a lot of what does Cambridge Analytica do? It it it, it decides what Cambridge to tell Ana- Analytica. Cambridge right, Analytica. So yeah. What do they do? Is they use the truth to tell lies? Because it, you might have something like the 
gas price increase or something. And I know that. Well, and I I hear these like you're picking off these individual you know nefarious actors, and, and it just you get this blinding you know windscreen of like they're all bad. They're all bad. They're all unbelievable. Believe no one. Believe nothing. Have no belief. There is there is nothing. That's that's actually what I'm getting from you. You should disbelieve everything you see, not just on network news. Because I went through the phases. First, I'm like, oh, Fox, this is propaganda. And you watch NBC and CNN, and you're like, shit, this is propaganda. And then you think you're all heady while you listen to NPR and the BBC radio. And then eventually Some of it's like, propaganda. I, I went propaganda to school too. for PR so that I could I could kind of tell the difference. And I'm like, that's, that's propaganda. That's corporate. That's somebody who who worked their ass off to get that headline in there. That's earned media. That's this. That's that. Now there is an amalgam of different interests who end up contributing to the news cycle. They're not always what's good. How do you contribute to a news cycle where basically, you know, it's it's the FBI done bad and done bad against a guy like Trump? How do you how do you play media fixer, Jonathan? Media fixer like like fix uh, this, fix this truthfully. Well, there's you can do it from top down or the bottom up, and the bottom oh. up is you could just not pay it heed. You don't listen to it. You don't let somebody draw you into a debate about max vaccines, Confederate statues, transsexuals, and sports. Hmm. You just don't let them tell you what to think about and you don't let them tell you what you do at your call-in show about because they provide things like this because they know you are going to react to it and you're going to spend this audience's cathartic energies on this subject and not where money comes from and where it goes and that's sort of a conspiracy theorist answer because if you think there's well, a it's, it's your between, answer Jonathan it's, it's yours I asked you yeah. you, you answered and and that's that's all I I can ask for. Honestly, what are they distracting you from? I'm, I'm not I'm not necessarily, you know, as invested. And that's why this conversation went the way it went. This is not a normal show. This is an unsanctioned I have no citizen idea podcast. Do you, do you it's what? Awesome. <laughs> you don't have to into this room. And now it's... <laughs> you don't have to like toe the line. We can go bowling with their their uh, their. Uh, the pins that they call politicians and political forums. So, I mean, I, I don't, it's not that I don't care what happens to this person, Donald Trump. I, I kind of do. I kind of want to see justice go his way if, you know, if that's what's going on. Would what what possibly, like if the FBI manufactured some crap and, and just let themselves into to my house, I know how I would feel. You know, I've certainly advocated against such things in the past, you know, swatting people because you can call the police and, and you know, render a, a SWAT team based on some incendiary charge. And what if they go to the wrong address, blah, 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 right? And, um, you know, everybody has fears. They have fears of being invaded. It's, I think it's a pretty natural fear. We're one of the only animals in human, you know, on the planet that has a tendency to invade one another but we're really we're really kind of bad about it we're kind of a suicidal race of when you outgrow all the other threats you have to turn on each other 
why are we such a suicidal species? I, I kind of wonder about that. You know, we're, like we're supposed to be at peace with like, one another. There's wanting to die, and then there's just not seeing just how imminent your problems are and not having the capacity to understand them. Hmm. And those are, so there's, like, I have a death wish, but I'm not suicidal. <laughs> and the, to be suicidal. It's, it's like low grade grinding suicidal ideation which is not healthy at all well, I think that's one of the that's, that's a reason why there's a depressive people. birth rate I think that's that's the one reason that the low grade grinding depressive state of the social state social being being social in, in society I think that low grade of depressive madness that is parasuicidality, super miserable but can't end it, that will make you not want to breed. Quiet desperation is the English way. I, I don't think it's really the best, best thing to come about. You know, if, if that's something that transferred over from across the pond, I think we can probably get out of it. We should try. We should definitely try. Okay, we're out of time. Jonathan, this has been esoteric. I really appreciate you calling in. You should, we no, should do this again. Weird anytime. Yeah, let's do it. All, All right. right. Thanks Thanks for coming by. Bye. All right. We're going to take off. We'll see you again tomorrow night, guys. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic iHeartRadio podcasts and call in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.